Hey, Business Building Warrior, it's Jim. I have an episode today where we turned on the video cameras and brought in a guest. You're getting ready to meet Deborah Viola Parker. She's been on our team for several years now. If you call our office, she's one of the people that's most likely to answer the phone, especially if you're interested in having a conversation with us about our coaching program. If you weren't aware, we've got one of the oldest and most established coaching programs in the industry for about 17 years now. We've been coaching people how to launch businesses online using the creative strategies that we teach around here. Now, most people just use our courses and content and materials to build their businesses, but some people want to make an investment in working one-on-one with one of our top students turned coach. And Deborah is one of the people on our team. She's a consultant for us who has those conversations to help people determine if coaching is a good fit. So we thought it would make for an interesting episode to get Deborah on the phone with me or on Zoom, I should say, and have a conversation about what it looks like to talk to someone at our office. And you could call in, you can go to silentgym.com, book an appointment right now if you wanted to and have a conversation with Deborah. I think some people might want to do that after you meet her because she loves what she does. She loves what we're able to do with and for the students of this community. And she deeply cares. I think that comes through very clearly in the interview today. This is just an unedited conversation between Deborah and myself talking through what it is that we do around here, some of the students, some of the stories that stand out to us and our minds. And hopefully one of the things I want to accomplish with this episode today is to lower that anxiety level that you might have about talking to us. This is a very low pressure conversation where we help you decide, is this a good fit for you or not? And if it's not, we certainly don't want to push you into something that you're not prepared to take advantage of. But for a lot of people, the prospect of working on a business from home, supplementing their income, or potentially making far more money than they ever have before, as so many of our students go on to do, well, that's something that gets you excited. The flexibility of the schedule, the business model we're most excited about for most of our new students continues to be selling on Amazon. Students all over the world doing this all the time. Like I said, 7,000 students have been through our program. Deborah's been here with us for many, many years, representing who we are, what we're about, and helping qualify people to see if they're a good fit for our program. So enjoy hanging out a little bit with Deborah. I didn't give her a list of questions before we began. I just hit her cold and said, hey, I'm going to interview. And it, it was kind of interesting too, because at first she was a little resistant. She doesn't like being on camera. She didn't like doing this. She'd rather talk one-on-one to people, but she did so great. So if you do talk to her, tell her how great a job she did when you talk to her, if you end up booking an appointment with us and having a conversation. But uh, I think what's going to come through today loud and clear is this is a ministry to us. We are here to serve this community We create success stories as evidence that we know what we're talking about and we have a proven system. But at the end of the day, we're building relationships. That's what business is all about, is building great, genuine relationships into this culture that's been created around the business building warriors like you who are part of what it is that we're doing. And it's an honor to serve you. So have fun hanging out with Deborah and I. Let us know what you think. If you enjoy this episode, maybe we'll do more of this type of thing. Talk to you soon. So, Deborah, welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. Great to have you here. Well, like I said in the introduction, you do some great work around the office and for our team and our coaching program every day. Fill us in. Tell us a bit about yourself a little bit. Perhaps let's start there. So, we are here in Utah. I'm originally from California. I moved here back in 2013 and started here with Nathan Bailey uh, in the coaching office in 2014. Before I started here, I was working as a leasing consultant in California and then when I moved to Utah. So I was a leasing consultant and my then boyfriend, who is now my husband, uh, was working here with Nathan as well. And my then boyfriend was telling me, hey, you should come into the office. You'd be great at talking to people on the phone. You're really good at this. And I was like, nah, I don't know if this is what I want to do. You know, I, I really like the leasing side of things. And I would come in on my days off and I just kind of saw the whole, what they did here and how they helped people. 
And when I was working in California as a leasing consultant, I was working for a company called National Community Renaissance. It was for people who were of low income and working at that company, they really care about people. And I love that. I still do keep in contact with them through email daily, every Monday, just to see how things are going with them. And then also there's a gentleman, uh, Olin Jones. He does this email called Every Monday Matters. And it's really encouraging on how we can change our perspective on things and how we can help people. And I love that. And then I came in here and I saw that culture. And the leasing company that I was working for here in Utah is all about making money. They didn't care about people at all. And I didn't care for that culture. And so I thought, you know, it's important for me to care. I do care about people and what they're doing. And even if it's where they're living, I didn't care for the company that I was working for. It was all about just money and how can we raise the price on people when they were getting nothing for it? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So when I came uh, here and I saw that, I thought, no, this is where I want to be. Yeah. And being people focused it. instead of transaction focused, you yes. know, it's, it's, it's ingrained in us. And I think that's probably one of the reasons you mentioned how long you've been with the team and how far back Nate and I go, to my mm-hmm. knowledge, coming up on about 17 years, e-commerce yeah. coaching. I don't think anyone out there has been doing it half as long as us. I don't think so. And it, it comes back to you, you are that touch point. You're a big part of that team. That's the touch point for that first real life conversation people might have with our organization. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited to hear some of the stories. It's it's interesting to me. This used to be just me. And now the team is about 90 people, you know, counting all moderators and administrators and coaches and, and staff mm-hmm. and warehouse. And, and so it's frequent that someone will come through our organization as a new student mm-hmm. and take coaching and go on to build an incredible business. And I will never even hear their name come across my desk. And I miss that. But you're right on the front lines of that every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm Mm -hmm. excited just to connect with you like we do from time to time and hear some of those stories that kind of stand out to you from being on that frontline conversation piece, that voice of our organization. You know, Mm -hmm. what stories pop to mind for you? There's so many. And I I knew you were going to ask me that question, or at least I thought you were going to ask me that question. And there's one person who comes to mind, actually more than one, but this gentleman, every time I think about him, I start to cry. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm going to try not to cry. When I spoke to the gentleman on the phone, I literally had to pinch my hand every time I was started to talk to him because I started to cry. And I thought, I can't let him hear me cry. I'm going to just pinch my hand and fight through it because I didn't want him to know that I was really emotional about his story because I need to stay focused on where somebody needs help. I can't get too involved in the emotion of it, right? But I do get emotional. I'm the crier of the office. I will go in Matt's office crying because we need to help this person. But uh, there is a gentleman, and I think about him a lot. He is dying of cancer and he knows he's dying. And this is where it gets me. Sorry. He, sorry. No, you're doing great. He, um, he knows he's not in the best position, right? And we all know we're going to die. Matt tells me everybody's going to die. And I said, I know. We all know that we all are coming to an end, right? But he knows. And he has, the I can't remember which course he had. He has, I think, the PAT course. Yeah, it was the PAT course. And uh, he was interested in coaching. And he explained his story to me. And, you know, I, I, I was thinking, well, I mean, how much time does he have? That's what came to my mind. He doesn't know. They said anywhere from like, I think they said a year to three years is what he has. And I thought, well, is he doing it by himself? Is anybody helping him? You know, and and I just kind of talked to him and said, well, being with the situation that you're in, do you have someone in your family that can help you with this business? Because if it doesn't work out for you to do it long-term, you know, is is there anyone that can help you? And the reason why I asked him that is because the reason why he wants to do it is so that his wife will have something to help her continue on uh, making an ends meet, right? So he's looking at it not as, oh, I'm just going to have a life insurance policy for you. He's giving them generational wealth, right? And I thought that was so beautiful. I, I hear a lot of people say, I don't have time uh, to do this. I, I try so hard. I don't have time. Time's an issue. My job's taking up too much of my time. If he can find the time with everything he has going on, anybody can find the time, I think. You know, and just hearing that 
what he wanted to give back to his family was beautiful. And I get emotional every time I think about it. Yeah. And he did. He got his son to help him and they did invest into the coaching and they're, I think they're doing great. Oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. I was going to ask, you know, how's, what's their story? And, and again, that's an example of a name that's never come across my desk. Mm-hmm. But and I do hear from a lot of our coaching students, and that's what this podcast typically is: is interviews with our successful coaching students. Right. But I thought it was important to, to pull back the curtains a little bit and let people see. You know, I, I reference frequently the team behind the microphone, mm-hmm. but I just don't get you guys on here often enough. So I I love that story, and I've of course been involved in several stories that stand out to me as well. I remember. Um, this was early on in the coaching program a long time ago. And we had a student who kind of fell off the map. They paid and then vanished and uh-huh. started calling, following up and they weren't getting back to us. And ended up in six months, turned into nine months. And we finally heard from the guy. He had lost his wife and mm-hmm. his kids had gone off to college. And he was just in this really down and despair state. He's like, I don't know if I can do anything with this. We ended up giving back all his money. Like, hey, uh-huh. you're not in a season of life for this. Get back to us when you're ready. You need to heal. You need to surround yourself with friends and people that love you and get through this season. He came back to us a year later or so and he was ready to go. (laughs) So we have those kinds of stories. And I think that's how we've maintained our reputation is something you hit on early on, Deborah, is Mm -hmm. we care about people. We We don't want anyone coming into our program that we can't help. And once you're in, we're going to stick with you. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. Building a business is never easy. We're not the brightest, shiniest object out there, but we are people who care. And yeah. we have a track record of helping people succeed. So those are some of the things that I love and I'm so proud about. But but I want to hear some more of your perspective. What is it that we do here? I, I think that would be good. I want to hear a few more stories too, but I'm going to keep you on your toes maybe. If someone, you know, you ran into an old friend and they're like, hey, you only got like a minute or two here, but I would love to hear what it is that you guys do over there. Like from your perspective, not just the bullet points, but what is it you guys are all about? So what do we do here with our coaching program? What is it it's all about from your perspective? Just to help people build their dreams in business, you know, build their dreams really, not even just business, but building on someone's dreams. I think that's what it's mostly about. I I guess that's how I would sum it up, helping people build their dreams and achieving that, you know? Through the vehicle of? Well, to the vehicle of the courses, coaching, you know, all the different things that we can provide to people. Sometimes it's even just a lending year, honestly. There's people that have the course that, oh, I'm, I just buy courses and I never do anything with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, someday I'll do this. And I've talked to a lot of people like that. Someday I'll do this. And then all of a sudden that day comes and they just like having that listening ear. Okay, Deborah, I know I've got this course. You've motivated me to look at it again. I'm going to get started, you know? And I think it's just, just being there and um, showing people that we are here to really help them, however that looks. If it's, hey, you've got this course. Have you looked at it in a while? Well, why haven't you looked at it? You know, what are you trying to do with your your goals or your dreams or whatever, you know? And then they start talking. Then they're like, you know what? This is really important to me and I'm going to get back into it. So it's not, sometimes it's just about listening. Yeah. It's almost a, it's almost a uh, counseling session almost at times. I have right? been called a therapist before. Someone told me I was like a therapist on the phone to them. So yeah, kind of like a counseling session, I would say. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you know, if, you're, if your life isn't positioned properly in those areas that matter, relationships, health, finances, other pieces, they kind of have to be in order for you to pick up what we're offering you and run mm-hmm. with it. You know, it's mm-hmm. easy to blame the course or the content when in reality your marriage is a disaster and you haven't taken care of your health in years. You got no energy to do anything, let alone start a business. So a lot of this is kind of feeling out, Hey, are you positioning yourself? Uh, mm-hmm. You can't just succeed in one area of life is kind of my philosophy. If it is say you're, you're super healthy. Well, that's probably going to filter over into the other areas of life. If your, yeah. your relationships are healthy, that's going to filter into your health and vice versa. Like you're either growing healthier in all areas or you're not in all areas. Mm-hmm. And helping people kind of identify that, I think, is part of our role of getting people on the phone and spending some time with them and truly caring and talking about where they're at in life. So yeah. I want to I want to hear some more stories from your perspective of what it is we do, some people we've helped. You know, let's just put you on stage virtually in front of the community and like talk about things from your perspective because they hear my perspective frequently on this show. Mm-hmm. The listeners. What do you mean by that? Some stories we've heard and people we've helped. What do you mean by like my yeah, just what comes to mind? If let's say we had a group of people who are who are maybe we talked about that friend who visited, hey, what do you guys do? 
Well, now you've got a few more minutes to explain to maybe it's people who have shown up and they're somewhat interested in what it is that we do. They know that we can help them start a business. Why us? What makes us special and different? Share some examples of stories that you think illustrate that if anything comes to mind. So I've spoken to a lot of people, Jim, as you know, I I call people and follow up with them on any course that we have. And if coaching is something that they could benefit from, or they're interested in, I can talk to them about that as well. There are a lot of people who look at the courses and kind of have an idea of what they want to do. And some people have looked at other courses and tried other things before coming to us. And I hear a lot from people like that. I wish I would have found you sooner. There's a lot of other, I don't know, companies out there that that teach how to sell on Amazon, but don't do it. And our coaches do it right? There's a huge difference between the two. Plus the community that we're in, there is not the community. Other people don't have the community like we do. And that's what draws people in. They say, if I would have known about you sooner, I wouldn't have started and done it the wrong way. A lot of people tell me I started the wrong way. They they go start with private label or something. And I won't mention any other companies' names that I hear a lot. <laughs> but they say, I've done it the wrong way and I should have started with you and I should have started the right way. And plus the community that we have everybody cares about one another in the group. It's not just about, oh, I'm here to get rich quick and forget about you. It's how can we all help each other grow and learn? And so that I think is a beautiful thing that we, it separates us from the others, you know? Yeah. We've created a a culture here, I think. And Mm -hmm. it kind of starts with those of us who are in the leadership core, Mm -hmm. a culture of, it's not just about some business strategies. It's about forming a community, forming a culture. And I, I am interested too, you mentioned and we we never, by policy, say anything negative about any of our competitors mm-hmm. or anyone else for that matter. Mm-hmm. We have nothing but positive things to say. And if there's nothing good to say, we might just keep our mouth shut, but we're not going to flame anyone well, I else out there. Negative. I just said other people thought maybe they started the wrong way with yeah. other teachings. Right? No, but, but the point I'm making is, you know, you hear those names pop up a lot in those other courses and content. You know, what would you say to me? Hey, I'm, I'm considering there's this $8,000 course that teaches me private label. I've never really sold anything online before, but man, they've got a really cool, bright, shiny <laughs> video. You know, mm-hmm. some big numbers and piles of cash. And this one guy even bought a yacht. Like, you know, talk to me about the industry from your perspective, having spoken to a lot of people who have gone down these bright, shiny paths, mm-hmm. many of which, as you said, man, I wish we'd have found you sooner. If I we had a nickel lot. for every yeah. time, I mean, we, could, yep. we could fund our vending machine as full <laughs> as we wanted, right? With people, times we've heard that, Mm-hmm. Man, I wish I'd found you sooner. What comes to mind there? Maybe some, how do you handle that question? Or is there a specific conversation, maybe your student that comes to mind? Well, what I would do is just kind of talk to the person a little bit about what they tried, you know, and okay, well, let's talk about what you could do moving forward and how we can help you from here on, you know, and try not to focus on what happened to them as a negative but as a learning experience and saying, okay, you've tried that, you've learned from that. And now how can we teach you to grow this way? And what can we do to help you improve where you've been? Right? So that's how I approach that. When I talk to people on the phone, never say anything. And I don't have anything negative to say about any other company out there. You know, I just know that when I talk to people, they are really appreciative of what we do, you know, and I always take it as a learning experience. Okay. I'm sorry. You had to deal with that. We are not them let's see what we can teach you moving forward. And let's take that as a learning experience and then just move forward because sitting in it doesn't really do you any good either, right? Sitting in That's the right. negative of it. Focus mm-hmm. on the so loss or focus on the lesson as we say around here all the yes. time. Got to make that uh-huh. choice. Always, right? always try and focus on that. What, did, what could we learn from this and how could we grow? That's so that's right. how I approach that. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that a couple of things. This is making an observation and I may have mentioned this in the introduction as well because I'm going to record that later. But I love that you were a little hesitant to do this interview today. Here you are. And you're doing a phenomenal job, by do the way. Do you think, Jim, because I'm really nervous, maybe I, you're going to have to do a lot of editing. <laughs> no, I, you know, I think this is going to be one of those great episodes that doesn't need to be touched. But, you know, if anything, oh, no. we, you, we can always edit it. No pressure at all here at this point. <laughs> but the reason I say that is because it's just, it's very apparent how much you care about what mm-hmm. it is that you do and the people that come to mind as you're talking about what it is that we do. So I want to go back to maybe some more without mentioning names. And I didn't give you a list of questions beforehand as much as you maybe kind of wanted that. I was like, let's just keep it raw. And I just want to kind of bounce through having a conversation Mm -hmm. and, 
And I, I'm learning some great things too about you. But uh, as one of those consultants who's the first touch point, there's got to be a few names that pop to mind, maybe some success stories or people that you heard back from later who went on to do some cool things. Do you have any favorite success stories from the community that, that stand out to you? I really don't have one favorite one. I, I love hearing how everyone is being successful and how they're growing. So to me, any success, I talk to people who say, oh my gosh, I look on the Facebook group and these people are doing you know, 10 times more than I'm doing. And I always tell them that's good for them. What did you do? Did you do $100 more than you did last week or last month? Great. That's what we need to focus on, what your success is. So when you say to me, well, what's one story that stands out to you? All of them. Honestly, Jim, all of them. It doesn't matter to me if I talk to someone that's doing a million dollars or somebody that's doing $100. If they're improving in their business, it's a success. And it's that's exciting. Right. The trajectory. Yeah, we we measure success by trajectory. And I love the pushback you gave me on that question because I was kind of thinking, hey, give us some names. But but there's so many stories. We have yeah, over a thousand so success posts in the Facebook groups. Like, how do you find yeah. a favorite there? And to kind of key off what you just said, Deborah, some of my favorite stories are the people who are just starting and they're so enthusiastic about yeah. that extra hundred, two hundred, five hundred dollars a week. Mm-hmm. That's life-changing for them. Yeah. After that, it becomes managing a growing business. And, and there's other things that come with that. And we kind of mature and grow with those other leaders in our community that become you know, almost the rock stars of our community. You know? mm-hmm. But those early stages of realizing, wow, this works. Wow, I don't have to be nervous about so many of the things that I was nervous about before. As far mm-hmm. as meeting, you know, I can pay some bills now. I can maybe pay off my house within a year or two. And oh, yeah. just some of those early discoveries of how this is legitimate. Those are more exciting stories to me sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, than the big, you know, the Oscar Matumbo, $30,000 a month within 60 days. It's like, that's mind-blowing and inspirational, but it's yeah. not everybody's story. That's funny too. I was the one who talked to Oscar about coaching originally. I don't know if he remembers talking to me. People usually, I'm forgettable. So people usually forget when they talk to me, when we go through the, the discovery call with them into the coaching, most people forget about me, which is fine. It doesn't bother me at all. I just like knowing that they've moved on and they're, they're achieving their goals, right? That's what's important to me. One thing, when I do talk to people, I do have to ask them certain questions, you know, about if it's coaching. Uh, that they're interested in, we do want to make sure they're at the right time and place, right? And so I do ask difficult questions sometimes. And some people are uncomfortable in answering some of the questions I ask because they don't know who I am. I'm just a lady on the phone asking them personal questions. A goal? You want to know about my personal life? You know, it's kind of hard for people to sometimes open up, but I'm not trying to be invasive anyway. I really am trying to see if this is a good fit because I really do care. You know, yeah. and so I do ask tough questions to people on the phone when it comes to things well, like that. Well, how about you give me some examples of, you know, so if someone's thinking to themselves, I, I might call Deborah and have a chat, you know, mm-hmm. what is it they can expect if they call you or someone else on the team and have this initial consultation call about coaching? Mm-hmm. Give me some so, of those well, bullet point questions you might take sure, us through. Sure. So we do need to understand where somebody needs the help. So I will ask them, what have you been doing in your Amazon business? If they say I'm struggling with product sourcing, okay, how have you been product sourcing? Are you open to direction if it's you know, going into the store or whatever the case may be? Are you open to direction on how to product source from a coach? And they might say, well, what do you mean by that? And I can give some examples of that. You know, After that, I would talk to them about their time commitment that they can put towards their business. So I do go over that with them. Um, we want to make sure we're working with people who are goal-oriented. So I do go over your goals you know, as well. I go over people's goals with them, at least five. Sometimes it's hard for people to come up with five. I can't come up with more than two myself on the spot, but they do great. <laughs> they do way better than I would. We do need to make sure that the people that are interested in moving forward in coaching are open-minded and teachable. And I know that's kind of a funny thing to say, but if somebody isn't open to learning and growing, then coaching might not be the best fit for them right now. Also, it's really important to put into action what you are going to learn. So I do go over that to see if they are the kind of person who can make decisions, solid decisions, and take that action. It's taking the action that's important too. So I, I go over some, some things about that. And I do go over financial information as well. And I think that's the part that gets people a little bit uncomfortable because I am asking them personal questions. If you're looking to replace or supplement an income, what is your income that you're looking to supplement or replace? What would it take to you know get you to that point? You know, And then asking what funds they would have available for their business, those kinds of things. And that sometimes people feel a little bit uncomfortable about, but I'm just 
making sure that all things are checked off to make sure that it's a good fit for whoever is wanting to move forward. Does that make yeah, sense? It does. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. And I, I'm I'm thinking even if someone was brand new, like they've never sold anything online before, do you get many of those calls? And how do you yes, handle do. those? How do you vet someone who's maybe never if run, somebody, never even attempted a business before? If somebody's brand new, well, I would say either just new to selling, even new to the community. Like if they don't know much about you, Jim, and they just Googled it, I get a lot of people, oh, I found you on Google. Okay, well, have you looked at our Facebook group? Have you joined and seen what we're all about? Do you have the Proven Amazon course? I think the Proven Amazon course is the best course out there because it has so much information in there. You know, So I always recommend to those people who are brand new, who just, oh, I might start an Amazon business someday. What do I need? You need to join our Facebook group. <laughs> you know, you need to get the Proven Amazon course and really get an understanding of what this is all about. So someone who's brand new like that, I would definitely recommend doing those things first. And I have, I have recommended those things. And then they'll turn around after they've tried it with the course and join the group. Then they might come back and say, okay, I do have some questions now. And should we talk about coaching now? And then we'll see if it's a good fit. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know what yep. I mean? Like, it's not always, oh, it's coaching today. No, it's what can we do to get you to the point of being successful? Some people don't even need coaching. Some people are great with just the course, you know? So that's how I handle that. Hey, quick break while I tell you about a fantastic sponsor. It's someone who's been a member of this community for a long time, Jonathan Swart and his family since 2016. They built a company called ilovesupplies.com. They have great poly bags. These bags have strips on them when you peel it that don't cling to your hand or to the product. You don't have to flick your wrists. Printed right on the bags are the size of the bag in case they get mixed together. It's a beautiful feature. It also says ready to ship right on the bag. So you don't have to worry about putting stickers as much as you do currently. It really speeds up the time you spend prepping your product, which makes a big difference. Contact them at ilovesupplies.com. That's I lovesupplies.com. When you email them, use the email address, I got my bags at ilovesupplies.com. Again, the email address, I got my bags at ilovesupplies.com. Check the show notes. All the information is there as well. What can we do to get you to the point of being successful? Some people don't even need coaching. Some people are great with just the course, you know? So that's how I handle that. Yeah, that's true. Did you yeah, like that? Did you understand what I'm saying? Is that too long of an answer? Should no, we go back? That, or, no, you're, that. <laughs> you're doing great. I, you know, I think one of the things we're going to accomplish with this, and I, and I wasn't too certain exactly what I hope to accomplish with this interview today, except I just thought it would be good to pull back the curtain. I uh-huh. think what's happening, if I could put myself in the mind of some listeners, is they're getting a little more comfortable with the idea of maybe calling and just having a conversation. Maybe. You know, this isn't a maybe. high pressure. You know, buy a no. timeshare. We're not going to let you off the phone. We're going to hound you the rest of your life. No. We really are looking for people who are qualified and positioned to start building a real business because mm-hmm. we don't want to waste anyone's time. One of the key points we kind of we cruised past early on, and you were, you were quite passionate in making this point, is in contrast to the rest of the industry, we're the only ones, to my knowledge, who have coaches who are doing the stuff we teach. Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't have 40 hours a week to coach. They have five, 10 hours maybe a week to coach because they're busy running a successful business. So yes. if we're going to put you into that person's life, we don't want to be wasting anybody's time because we pay them well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's another thing about our coaching program. Uh, if we're pulling back the curtain, uh, to my knowledge, we have the most generous payment plan for our yes. coaches than anyone in the industry. Like our coaches get the, the, mar- the lion's share of the money that comes in mm-hmm. is going there, not to overhead an office. We're paying good people to work with our students. Mm-hmm. So what Absolutely. comes to mind as I share those? Any, anything there or any of our coaches, you know, without naming names necessarily, we don't want to blow anybody up, but talk about our coaches a little bit and how you work with them and what kind of people we have on the team. So when it comes to the coaches, that is where more Matt and Nate would deal with, you know, talking to the coaches daily versus myself but I hear wonderful things about our coaches, you know, and I did get to meet some of them at the conference, which was really nice. Cause I, like I said, I'm forgettable. Nobody really knows who I am. I'm just the lady in the office over there. <laughs> but, um, but I hear great things from our students, 
that have had interactions with the coaches. And I know, I know that the coaches care because I'm just right next door to Matt's office, right? So I can hear when he's having meetings with the coaches, he has meetings with them all the time to follow up about the students and how are they doing and, you know, holding them accountable, you know, to what they do. So, and it's, if people didn't care, they wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? So you can tell that they do care about people as well because yeah, they're successful business owners as well. They don't have to teach anybody how to do this and take time out of their business to do it. So seeing that shows me again that I love this community and what we're about. It's all about people and how can we help? And they really do care. And that's that's how yeah. I would answer that. Great, great answer. Well, I, I'm eager. We haven't given heard many specific stories. And I would like to visit that. And if there's anything else you wanted to add as, as we would start to wrap the episode up towards the end, I'd love to hear like any other observations or thoughts about the community or what it is that we do or what it's like to work with these guys. But give us some more stories. You mentioned the one gentleman, but any other stories stand out that have kind of, you know how sometimes you go watch a movie and it just kind of sticks with you? Yeah, <laughs> I have a few. I do have a few. I spoke to a gentleman. He lived in the UK. I think his name was Mike or I shouldn't say his name. He lived in the UK. I spoke with him. He, I believe he had the proven Amazon course. Is he, Jim, I don't remember anything about people's business. I remember about them, their personal uh, life, right? So when someone shares with me, I even tell people on the phone, if you start telling me about your business, I'm not going to remember that. But if I talk to you in six months, I'm going to remember something personal about you. And I always do. It's not their business I remember or where they needed the help. It's what they were wanting to achieve. And there was a gentleman I spoke to, he wanted to have his own business. Sorry, he wasn't in the best position in his life. He was struggling financially and it was his birthday. He shared a story with me that it was his birthday and his friend gave him a candy bar for his birthday. And that's all he had to eat that day was that candy bar. He didn't tell his friend that's all he had to eat that day, but that was all he had to eat that day. And I might be confusing when he put the candy bar wrapper in his Bible. But anyways, he had the candy bar wrapper in his Bible and he said to himself, he was never going to go hungry again. And he really wanted to do this business. He wasn't in a position financially to do it. It would have hurt him financially. So I said, look, work with the pack course, get in the Facebook group, get yourself going. And then if you feel that it's the right time, then let's revisit it. And a year later, he called back and I talked to him again and I was talking to him and I said, I said, I, I think I talked to you before. And I, I told him, I was like, did you get a candy bar for your birthday and keep the wrapper in the Bible? And he goes, yes, I did. And I said, then I remember you. I didn't remember anything else about him but that. And he ended up doing the coaching and I think he's doing very well as well. There was a lady I talked to and I can't remember how many kids she had. She either had 10 kids or nine kids. She had a lot of kids and she was working a full-time job and she really wanted to get out of her full-time job. She really wanted to do this to be with her family, to be with her children. And um, time was an issue for her. So like I mentioned to you earlier, I do go over the time commitment with people. She didn't have the time to put towards the Amazon business and she wasn't going to be in a position to benefit from coaching. And so I said, look, let's stop the conversation. What I think we should do is have you challenge yourself to put the time towards the business. Try it for three months. And then in three months, if you're consistently doing the time, then let's revisit the coaching because we want to make sure you're going to benefit from it. Three months later, she called me back. She's like, okay, I've done it. I'm doing the time consistently. Can we talk about the coaching now? And I was like, okay, check number one. She can do the time. So let's see, you know, the other things as well. And she ended up doing the coaching. And that I think about too, I think I mentioned earlier, a lot of times people say, I just don't have the time. And I understand time, it goes by quick. And we don't always have the time to do the things we want to do. But sometimes when something's really important for us, we'll make the time to do it. And she's a prime example of that. 10 kids in a full-time job, <laughs> that's a lot. And trying to do an Amazon business and she did it. You know what I mean? So that's another story that, that I think about when, when someone says to me, I, it's hard because I don't have the time. And I don't tell them, well, if it's important to you, you'll make the time. I give her as the example. If she could do it, anybody can. Anybody yeah. can. We just got to put ourselves to it. Yeah. There, there's always someone busier than you that's carved out the time to do something big. I love that about what we do on this podcast is we, we kill excuses. <laughs> you're, you're either going to go away thinking, man, those people are just hounding me with opportunities and I, I'm not disciplined enough to take advantage of it. And you leave in frustration because of that. Or you Ooh, realize, I don't want okay, anybody to leave in frustration. Well, you know, I, we, ha we hear from people like, it's just so many success stories, but I just can't do it. And we can't fight that internal battle for people. We can equip you. We can educate you. We can encourage you. 
Mm-hmm. We can hold up a mirror and say, <laughs> maybe this is what you should be working on, you know, but we can't ultimately make that step for people. And, and we've, after 17 years, we've been doing this a long time. We've learned that there's some people that they're just not there yet. They're not ready. So I love that you challenge people come back when you're ready. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I, my spouse isn't really on board at all with this. So like, I, you kind of need to get that part worked out. You know, you need to be on the same page, at least to a degree where they're going to support you in this. Um, because if you don't have those things lined up, it's hard to do business the right way. It just is. Mm-hmm. Business is enough of a grind without all those baggage we bring sometimes. Yeah. Well, you've for those who are just listening only, there's three signs behind your head right now, Deborah. <laughs> uh, we've got Integrship, Humminbird, uh-huh. and Jim Cockrum Coaching. That's that's pretty cool. I didn't even know you had that in your office. I think that's yeah. awesome. It's beautiful. I've never seen that before. But so, so when are you going to come to Utah and see the office, Jim? It's been a while. Isn't uh-huh. that crazy? People may not realize, but our team is very much distributed around, you know, 90 of, it's not like all 90 of us live in the same place. Right. Uh, you know, even the the one person who works the most full-time for me moved several states away a few years back. The closest person on my team is my mom <laughs> and, and my kids, of course, they're in the warehouse, a couple mm-hmm. of them several times a week. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. We're spread out all over, but I can't wait to get back out there and see you guys again. It's been too long. It's you beautiful guys, here. Oh, it's that's beautiful. what I always hear. Just beautiful out there in Utah and go see, yeah. uh, what is the big lake? Uh, Powell, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Lake Powell. Yeah. But uh, because of the drought, it's not as high as it used to be. The water line is really low. Hopefully they will get a good winter though. So it'll fill back up again. But yeah, Lake Powell was drying up. <laughs> wow. That's great. I yeah. hadn't heard. Yeah. Well, as we start to wrap this up, Deborah, is there any messages, anything you'd like to share? Maybe we talk specifically to people who've kind of been sitting on the fence thinking, oh, do I want to do this coaching thing? Can I trust these guys? You know, just share from I your heart a little bit. Talk, you know, to the listeners, talk to them about what it is we do, what we represent, who it's for, who it's not for. Maybe there's something beyond what we've already said that comes to mind as I say those things. I think it's always just worth that phone call. And I would say, don't be afraid to make the call. And and like I said, if, if someone's not ready, we'll tell you, hey, get the course, try this, get in the group. It's We're here to help, you know? And I think just having that initial phone call and maybe having that counseling session <laughs> would is beneficial to anybody who's interested in having this or doing this business you know, and having a business of their own. And the coaching is just another level of it, right? Like I said, we can make any kind of recommendations moving forward, whether it's a course or the coaching or whatever, or joining the group, you know, we can make all kinds of recommendations for people and helping them. Yeah. Very well said. I can tell you do this for a living. You know, one, <laughs> of, the, one of the things I wouldn't mind doing, maybe people aren't familiar with when they hear coaching, they think, well, that means I have a coach now. What other benefits are there to being in our coaching community as a student, and maybe you and I could kind of brainstorm together because I, I'm, I frequently say that joining our coaching program, it's almost like a side benefit is you get a coach. Like that's right. just one of about a thousand things that are going to happen now for you. Uh, so what is that list of benefits that you have? And I can brainstorm with you of what it means to become part of our coaching family. Well, I think it's just what you said. It's a coaching family. It's not just, oh, I have this coach. People have built friendships out of that, um, have made relationships out of that with their coaches. It's more than just coaching. And I don't know how to explain how it's more than just coaching. I don't know, Jim. It's just a community of people who care. And yes, you have that expert who's doing the business, helping you avoid making mistakes or and answering questions when you need, but it's more than that. And I just, I don't know how to put that into words. Yeah, How would you, you know- describe it? Some of, the, some of the examples that come to mind for me as I kind of tackle that is you're going to run into things that neither you nor your coach know how to handle necessarily. Mm-hmm. That's why it's great to be part of a huge community at this point. We've coached over 7,000 students at this point and we've got dozens of coaches. If we post that in our coaches and moderators group, whatever challenge it is that you're seeing, someone's going to raise their hand. Yeah. Probably four or five people will raise their hand and say, oh, I've dealt with that before. Here's the person you need to call here's the expert, here's the software, here's mm-hmm. the guy, here's the number. Just you, You're not going to run into a scenario that we haven't been there, done that, and seen, mm-hmm. no matter what size you grow to. And we've got a personality that fits everybody too. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people get into a coaching program and they spend time and they like their coach, but then they kind of gravitate over to one of our other leaders and that person kind of takes them under their wing. It's more like joining a community versus signing up for this one person is now my one coach for these many sessions. It's more of a, you've joined a community. 
Mm-hmm. I love too that I hear like I've got a text right now on my phone that I responded to an hour before we hit the record button. A guy that we coached several years ago who reaches out to me like once every two years. <laughs> and he mm-hmm. said, Hey, I need to spend some time asking a few personal matters, a few personal questions, if you don't mind. So mm-hmm. we're due to get on the phone here in a couple hours. Like you've joined a community now mm-hmm. and we're here. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. We're not going to slam the door once your sessions are over. And we're also some of the now. students have become coaches. That's right. And we're and fully I aware of that. that. The content yeah. creators, the people you see on stage at our events, these were people who bought the Proven Amazon course a few years ago and they've grown mm-hmm. into these leadership roles. It's a new income stream for them. Mm-hmm. And they write books and, and become great leaders in our community, become too busy to coach. And now they've got a team of coaches maybe underneath. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's pretty cool as well. So it's not just about coaching. It really isn't. It's so much more than that. It is so much more than that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a culture. It's it a culture. Is. And, you know, something I appreciate about you, Deborah, is you are one of those initial touch points. And, and we've had people in your position before and we've kind of let them go. They didn't quite get it, that it's a big deal. We want to set this off on the, you know, it's kind of like if, if you visited a new church and you had a greeter who was grumpy and like, you know, uh-huh. on his phone and like, hey, yeah, whatever. Yeah, the pews are up that way. You know, you don't want that guy representing mm-hmm. your organization, representing your church. You want someone who's like, hey, great to see you. How, you know, hey, can I have a conversation with you for a second? Yeah, sure. Come over here. You know, mm-hmm. pouring their life. And that's not an easy thing you do either, Deborah. Let me just recognize for a moment that <laughs> there's a, it's almost like a spiritual depletion that happens. You get on the phone with a guy that has cancer and he's trying to build something for his family. You yeah. get on the phone with somebody who's not quite there yet. And you got to say, you're not ready for this. You need to you put in the work. You need to keep your real job. You know, you have 20 of those conversations a day. That's work. And so thank you for coming to work prepared every day, spiritually charged enough that we can deplete (laughs) you and serve. And many of those people, most people you talk to do not go on to become coaching students, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of them don't, a lot of them don't, but it's always still nice to hear their success with the courses that we've put out, you know? So that's always exciting to hear. You know, I do get emotional. I am the crier. Like I said, I am the crier of the office. And that day I have to share with you, Jim, that day that I spoke to that gentleman, I was a wreck all day. I just, at the drop of a hat would start crying and Nate, Nathan would come, what's wrong with you? What happened? And I'm like, I just got off the phone and Matt would tell him, oh, she just got off the phone with somebody and she's been crying all day. <laughs> and so it does get me, you know, it does. And I still continue to talk to people throughout the day, which is something I did want to talk to you about when you mentioned, um, oh gosh, what were we talking about? Oh, when we were talking about time and you said people don't always have the time to do this. Oh no, you were talking about the gentleman who his wife had died. And Mm -hmm. his kids went off to college and he stopped doing the business for a while. Mm -hmm. I talked to people like that. I spoke to a lady who her daughter had committed suicide and she was beside herself. And I was crying on the phone with her because it was just, I can't imagine losing a child. I have three children myself and I wouldn't, I can't imagine what it would be like not having my own children uh, with me. And um, I talked to her and sometimes Jim, when I talk to people, when they're in a situation like that, Sometimes it's better to keep their mind busy than to be thinking about the situation that they're in. So I challenged her and I said, look, I can't put myself in your shoes. I can't imagine what it's like to have lost a child, whether it's from suicide or, you know, just lost a child in general. Can't imagine what that's like. But sometimes when things are crazy in my life, if I concentrate and focus on something other than daily stuff, like look at the course, I'm going to take an hour today And I'm going to read something in this or listen to something in this proven Amazon course. And I'm going to focus on that. And it's going to, in a way, help me deal with not dealing with it. You know what I mean? Not that you're just putting your problems aside or things that you have to deal with in life aside, but sometimes concentrating on something else is helpful and beneficial, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, even modern psychology and and my pastor preached a series, you know, and, and ancient Hebrew wisdom tells us, I've heard it from many different sources that when you're kind of in that pit, things are dark. There's a time of mourning. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to heal, but you don't stay there. And what gets you moving forward again is a project. And and ideally it involves other people. You know, Mm -hmm. you you seek someone out that you can work with and start to build again. And because if you wait till you feel better to start building, you're never going to feel better. You start building and suddenly the emotions come along behind and, Mm -hmm. and boost. And that's a profound thing that was just said there. It's easier said than done, but that's the way we are built. 
you want to start moving even when you don't feel like it sometimes. Right. And, and those and, feelings will come along then and trail behind and then eventually overtake it. Now you will feel like it. Right. But if you just decide not to move. So yeah, part of part of people healing and being restored again. I mean, one of the best, I think, examples from our community is some of the things that Lisa's been through. She goes live in her Facebook often and you know, she was really down and life had really beat her up. She was able to run this business in a very unhealthy state from home in bed mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. she's running the business and doing meaningful things. Now she's a leader, a coach and, and a contributor to our community in a powerful way. That's been a lot of her healing is even when she doesn't feel like it, she gets out and serves and suddenly she feels like it and she's yeah. running a profitable business. So I, I love that you, you brought that up because I think the year and a half that we've been through, there's a lot of people out there that feel kind of beat up. Mm-hmm. Do I just wait till I feel better? I wouldn't recommend it. I think you, part of your healing journey is move forward. At least yeah. I love what you said, at least an hour today. What are you going to do to move something positive? Let those hours yeah. compound on each other over you know weeks. You know, look back and be proud of where it is you are now instead of mm-hmm. kind of wallowing in whatever those circumstances are that that knocked you off your feet. Yeah. That's a great always gotta look at the positive. Always. There's always there's always things to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Well well tell me, Jim, what do you think about what I do for you? You know, I'm a student of words. I love words. I love the way they're put together. And I love rejecting the initial premise when someone throws a question or challenge at me. I've always been that way, <laughs> even back in grade school. So the first thing I'm going to do is pick apart the premise of your question, okay. which is that you do for me. So, okay. No, I, I don't. I see us as complete, you know, we're a, we're a functioning body here and I've got a role and I'm the guy with a microphone in his face more often than not than the rest of us, but no more or less important of a job than anyone else. So what is it I think we do together yes. is... I think we open people's eyes to the possibility of what could be. We, we ignite a spark of hope of what could it mean to have financial independence and be around my family more. That's possible. Like I thought we had to choose one or the other. I thought I had to be a great provider or a great dad. And I got to right. pick one of the two, right? I can't be both. Like, well, absolutely. You can be home and have that flexible lifestyle and take days off when you want to. If the weather's nice, you go to the zoo and you're making some nice money providing the way you'd always envisioned. And I speak more of a perspective of a dad because I don't know what it feels like to be a mom. I don't have any idea. It's very stressful. I I can imagine. (laughs) Very emotional. (laughs) I've heard it's like having your heart walking around outside of your body your whole life when you have kids, right? It's like, as a guy, I'm like, yeah, life's going to beat them up and teach you some lessons. That's good for them. You know, we have a different perspective on a lot of things as as parents. Mm But uh, speaking as a guy, as a dad, what what is it that our team does? I think that's what it is, is not only to provide that spark of possibility is we actually equip you and train you if this is something you want to do. And the reason we love Amazon so much is because it is the best platform that we've discovered to do just that. If it was something Mm -hmm. else, we'd teach whatever that something else is. It starts with, I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better mom. I want to be a better person. I want to have more flexibility of schedule. I want to have financial independence. I don't want to get up at five in the morning and not see my family until nine o'clock that night. Is there anything else out there? That's what we provide. That's what I discovered for myself. I started telling the story and this thing just grew. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what we do together. You know, that's what you and I and the rest of the team, some of us full time, some of us contributing a few hours a a week or a day. And that's what we do. May, what do you think of my answer? I loved it. (laughs) I think it was great. It was kind of a trick question what I asked you. So, yeah. Well, and I appreciate you very much too, Deborah. And I know that you were mentioning to me before we hit the record button, your calendar is typically slammed. And and uh, I think as we get into the new year too, a lot of people kind of have those new year resolution goals. Like, all right, this is the year. The calendar mm-hmm. just flipped a page. I'm going to do something. I'm not one of those guys. It's just another month for me. But but for some people, it's a really big deal to change years. So if that's you and you want to get on Deborah's calendar, you know the information is going to be in the show notes here. Jim Cockrum Coaching. There's a link at silentgym.com too. Call in. You can speak to Deborah if she's free or one of the other consultants. Get on their calendar. There's a link. I would like to just clarify something. So I think yeah. I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast when I started here, I wasn't married. So I am Deborah Viola. And back in 2015, I did get married. So I am Deborah Viola Parker. 
So instead of changing it to Deborah Parker, I just kept it Deborah Viola. So everything is under Deborah Viola. But then sometimes if you see me share my calendar link, it'll say Deborah Parker. And people are like, well, who's Deborah Parker? And I've explained it. I explained it to some people at the conference. I got married and just not to confuse people, because like I said, I talked to people a year later and they might right. not know who Deborah Parker is. They so didn't recognize I the name. It. They the didn't things we the put name. the ladies through, man. <laughs> so it's Deborah Viola and I yeah. am Deborah Parker is Deborah Viola. I'm the same person. So same everything's person. under Deborah Viola for my calendar link and everything. But then if I go, if somebody goes to change an appointment with me and I do it on my end, they'll say, who's Deborah Parker? <laughs> that's good we got day. we got that so cleared just up to clarify that so viola I parker same person we'll put that in the Thanks. show notes too <laughs> so everyone's clear okay. that's great well it's been a delight hanging out with you today and unless you got anything else any last no. maybe announcements or anything you want to say share with the audience i think we're ready to to start to wrap this one up but i sure had a good time getting to know you a little better today hearing well. a few Thank stories you. i know we could just go on and on uh, Seven thousand students is a lot of people yeah <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just been an incredible ride, but you've been here for many years of that journey and I appreciate the good work you do every day. And I'll just spend a minute talking to the listeners today. I hope you enjoyed this. It's unusual for us to have people from the team on the episode with me. So if you enjoyed that, let me know, please. And we'll do more of this. Maybe get some more of the folks who work in our warehouse or on our, you know, do some of the other tasks around here, help you paint a little bit of a picture of what all it is that we do with our business here. But Deborah's been a delight to hang out with today. I hope you enjoyed that. And we'll have some more great guests with you. My calendar is slammed right now with great success stories from students who've come through our coaching program. You can go back in time and listen to dozens of those interviews if you'd like. Recent interviews, people who talked to Deborah, jumped into coaching, got a coach, became part of our community and culture. They're doing incredible things. We want that for you if this resonated with you today. We really do. If you're positioned well for it, let's roll forward. So God bless all the business building warriors. Thank you to my guest, Deborah, again. You did a great job. Thanks. And we'll talk to you all again real soon. Hey, before I let you go, I wanted to let you know about a free offer from our friends at ilovesupplies.com. If you use the email address in the show notes today and ask for some free samples, they'll send them to you. And you can check out how their poly bags are better and different than what you're using right now. So find that email address in the show notes, drop them a line, tell them we sent you and ask for your free samples, ilovesupplies.com. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.